You're listening to Fitness Beyond Aesthetics. I'm your host, Estelle, and I'm super happy that you're tuning in today. I'm a certified personal trainer and life coach whose life within the health and fitness world has been pretty all over the place. So no matter where you are within your fitness journey, I can probably relate to it on some level. I know that fitness is for you and that you have a valued place in this world. I've had my fair share of ups and downs, insecurities, and honestly feeling like an outcast from exercise and fitness. Little did I know that I'd actually become a leader within this space and help women from all walks of life gain confidence, find freedom and understanding, and feel at home within the fitness world. In this podcast, my goal is to help you fall in love with exercise, become amazed by yourself, create healthy lifestyle changes, and break down that confusing gym and lifting stuff so that you can feel welcome and at home within the fitness world. Everyone is welcome here. Let's get started. So if you know me on a personal level, or you may have even just picked this up after being my client or following me for a while or listening to me for a while, that I love organization. I have always been organized ever since I can remember. I know this sounds insane, (laughs) but I had some friends growing up that were not organized. We were very, very different people. I would go over to their house and we'd be in their room together. And I literally couldn't hang out with them because their room was so, so messy. I could not deal with it. And I'd say, I can't hang out until we like clean up the room because I couldn't function. (laughs) because <laughs> it was such a mess. Um, and there is a connection between this organization outwards and peace inwards. So if you are dealing with stress and lack of organization in your external life, that's probably going to be reflected in your space and vice versa. So in today's episode, I will be sharing some things about organization, but not just physical organization, but also the organization of your life and practices that will help bring you more peace in your week. Because today's episode is all about welcoming peace into your week. So some things I do every single week, I'm going to be sharing some things that I do and other things that I do maybe every other week. And I don't want this to overwhelm you because I am going to be sharing a lot. And some of these things you may already be doing, and that's wonderful. I'm just I just want to give you all the things and you can take it or leave it. You can take what you want and take what you want. Yeah, take what you want and leave what you don't want or what won't work for you right now. And maybe you can come back to this later and reflect and make some adjustments. Do whatever you want with this. So the first thing I do and really what all of this revolves around is reflection, intention setting, and goal setting every single week. So it's typically Sunday morning, sometimes Sunday afternoon, where I will sit down. And honestly, this takes 20 minutes max. Usually I do this in 10 to 15 minutes. I reflect on how the last week went. So I think about, okay, what went really, really well? What am I happy with? And what didn't go as planned? And why didn't it go as planned? Now, life is always going to throw us funny things, unexpected things. And there's nothing we can really do about that. You know, we just kind of have to roll with the punches. And to an extent, we can't control that. But we can think about, okay, if this was to happen, how could I adjust in the future? Or it, we can think about what's going to be happening this week that might not happen normally. And how can I adjust to that to still be able to accomplish these things um, and deal with that thing? So thinking about what went well, what didn't go as well, 
Why didn't it go as well? How can I make those realistic adjustments and maybe adjust expectations? Because funny story, was it like three weeks ago, I was like feeling on fire and I probably had a lot of energy when I sat down to write my intentions and the things I wanted to do. And I was like, and I'm going to do this this week and this, and I'm going to change this and this is going to be great and da 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 And when I reflected on it the last week, I was like, hmm, okay, that didn't go as well. (laughs) That didn't go as well. That didn't go as well. And it wasn't that each of those things I couldn't do. It was that I couldn't do all of them together, right? So sometimes we it just takes a hot second to realize that, okay, I'm not going to be able to do all of that. So be realistic with yourself. That's actually one of the things I want to talk about with you today is simply being realistic because oftentimes... When we sit down to set our intentions or set our goals, we think we have to accomplish them. And yes, it would it's great if you can, but when you don't keep those promises to yourself, you lose self-trust, you lose self-confidence, your perceived self-worth drops because you think, oh, I didn't keep my promise to myself. I wasn't able to do the thing. No, you weren't able to do it, but you also, it, it's also because you promise that to yourself that you feel bad. So be realistic and make promises to yourself that you can keep, even if it's super, super small. Like if you just set one intention for the week, it's going to start building your self-trust, building your self-confidence, building your perceived self-worth when you're able to keep the promises that you make to yourself. So stop making promises to yourself that you just can't keep. Now, building on that with the intentions, intentions are really nice and that's it. They're just nice because an intention doesn't do anything. What you need is a goal and you need a path to your goal. So once you have those intentions, we're going to turn those into goals. So I want you to think now, depending on the kind of goal that you have or kind of intention that could be something outcome related or it could be something process related, for example, running a marathon, that's an outcome goal. The process goal would be the steps that you need to take in order to be able to run that marathon. So it depends on what the things you're doing each week are. Is it clean the house? Okay, what do you need to do to be able to clean the house? That's the process. So once you've written out your intentions, write out how is that going to happen? Because in the process of writing out how, you might realize oh, that's a bit too much for me this week. That's not going to work. And then you can be like, hey, that's not going to work this week. Let's just take that off. Let's not do that. Or you might think, oh yeah, I'm super clear on this. This is going to happen. And it's going to make it easier for you to follow through when you have a clear path of what exactly you need to do. Because if you just set an intention or you just write the little goal, it's nice. It's a nice start. That's all it is. It's just nice. So you need to know exactly what's going to happen and be prepared for all the things that could happen along the way to the best of your ability. So that intention setting and reflection session and goal setting, that's really the basis of everything else I do throughout the week that helps me find that organization and peace because that's where the organization starts, right? So here are I think it's like nine, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Yeah, nine other tips I have for you, some a little bigger, some a little smaller, that are going to help welcome peace into your week. So tip number one, we're starting with something light and fluffy. Get some fresh flowers. Put some fresh 
fr- flesh, don't put flesh, put some fresh flowers in your kitchen, in your living room, in your bathroom. Putting them in your bathroom is going to make you feel very, very bougie. <laughs> it's very fancy to have fresh flowers in your bathroom. <laughs> so get some fresh flowers. I don't care where they're from. They could be from Safeway, from Trader Joe's, from uh, from Rayleigh's, from I don't know where. You can even order them online and have them uh, shipped to your house every week, every other week, whatever works for you. I, different flowers last different amounts of time. I have some on my kitchen counter right now. They've been there for a little over a week. They're starting to wilt, but they still look pretty good. So it depends on which ones you get, but have some fresh flowers around. It's proven that this will uplift your mood. So put them around your house, get some fresh flowers in there. Second thing I recommend doing is the week before or the day before your week starts. So most people have their weekends uh, Saturday, Sunday. You might not. So that's why I say the day before. So if your weekend is Saturday, Sunday, Sunday evening, just chill out. Don't make any commitments. Do something super relaxing. Don't plan anything. And go to bed early so that you can feel refreshed the week before. Now, my idea of early is like 9 o'clock, but I guess when I say early in this context, I would just say by 10 o'clock. You know, be in bed by 10. It really depends on what time you have to wake up, but try to get at least eight hours of sleep every single night. This is really going to help your energy levels throughout the week. Not only does the way you feel in the morning set the tone for the day, but how your Monday goes carries throughout the whole week. And I know that might sound silly. I know that sounds silly because at least if you're like me, you're the kind of person that's like, I can restart any day. I can do whatever I want. I don't need it to be Monday. I don't need it to be the first. And that's awesome if you're like that. But I have talked to so many people, a lot of my clients that say when they start their Monday off right, it carries throughout the whole week. And if they don't, that also carries throughout the whole week. And that doesn't start on Monday. That starts the night before. So going to bed early, doing something that'll make you feel refreshed. So that could be literally nothing. That's going to help welcome peace into your week. Next tip. Don't look at your phone in the morning. Don't look at your phone in the morning. I recommend if you struggle with just grabbing your phone first thing in the morning, I recommend getting some other kind of alarm clock that you could put next to your bed because that's usually why people put their phone next to their bed is for the alarm. That's why I do. I have mine on airplane mode when I go to sleep um, so that there's not all the EMFs and everything next to my head. But um, I used to really struggle with staring at my phone in the morning like, oh, let me see what's going on. But it's just such a horrible way to start your day. And it's not peaceful. It's not peaceful because, oh, let me look at this message from my boss. Oh, so-and-so messaged me. Oh, let me uh, see what's on the news. And let me subconsciously compare myself on social media. These aren't things we want to start our day with. That's not it. And all of that can wait. It all can wait. It's not going anywhere. It's there waiting for you. Just forget about it. You don't need it right now. Even at the end of the day, you probably still have stuff to do, right? We're all busy people. The day's over. You don't have any more time. You still probably have a few things on your checklist to do, right? Guess what? It's not going anywhere. (laughs) There are always going to be things that we need to do. 
if we keep trying to do all of them, we're never going to have that piece. It can always wait. It can always wait. So the time that you choose to look at your phone, that's a personal decision. Um, it also depends on what time you wake up. Maybe you have commitments with work and stuff. Sometimes you have to look at your phone at a certain time to check messages or apply to people. Um, or maybe you use it as GPS, whatever. Have you checked out my membership yet? It's called Strong with Estelle. Strong with Estelle is a year-long fitness membership that can also be done month to month. It's different from any other membership out there because I'm not just handing you workouts. I'm also educating you. Education is the foundation of all my programs, so naturally, it has to be the foundation of my membership. Education is what enabled me to get to where I am today, fitness-wise. If I hadn't educated myself, I would still be stuck doing HIIT workouts, blindly supplementing, starving myself, relying on workouts I saved from trainers on Instagram, and wondering why in the world I wasn't getting stronger or how in the world I could maintain this pace for my whole life. All your workouts are mapped out for a full year. You have access to a growing series of 30 plus educational video lessons on topics from how to get stronger, determining your perfect form, recovery, nutrition, training on vacation, getting on track and staying on track, rep ranges, energy systems, and more. You'll get all of that and be a part of a community of women you can relate to and who can relate back to you. You do not need to be alone in this process because what you want is normal and totally attainable. And you'll feel that and know that when you have community support from these women and of course myself too. Check out the link in the show notes to learn more and enroll. What I personally do is I try not to look at my phone until 8 or 8.30 and I get up around 7 used to be earlier. Right now I wake up around seven. So that's about an hour, an hour and a half. I'm not looking at my phone. And I try to do the same thing in the evenings. I try not to look at my phone after 8.30 or nine o'clock. Um, of course, it would be better if I uh, didn't look at it earlier, but I think that's just realistic. And I mentioned in an episode, it might've been the last one in the last episode that you can put a red light filter on your screen. So I believe you go into your settings, then you go to accessibility, display and text size, and you scroll down to color filters and you choose a red color filter. And you can control whether, you know, how strong it is. So if it's kind of red or like super duper red, you can choose that for yourself. And the reason this is helpful is because it's going to reduce the blue light and blue light is harder on the nervous system. So that's going to, you know, cause the pupils to dilate, the breath rate increase, the heart rate increase, and that's not peaceful right? That's the fight or flight. We want to activate the rest and digest. So using those red light filters, especially in the evening can be helpful. I've gone days where I just left it on red light <laughs> just because I'm too lazy to go back in and change it. But you could do that too. And even though you might not think of this as a peaceful thing, I physically notice a difference in how I feel when I use the red light filter. So just give it a shot. Don't, what's it called? Don't put it down before you try it. I can't remember that phrase, but go ahead and give it a shot. Um, another thing that you can do that can bring more peace into your week 
is prepping breakfasts and planning dinners. I know some people like to meal prep. I'm not a total meal prepper. I like to have fresh food, but it does really help me. So when I do my reflection session on Sunday morning or afternoon, that's also when I do my meal planning. So I'll plan out meals for every single day of the week. Maybe I'll leave off one or two days, depending on if we have plans with people or if we want to order in, whatever. But I plan out all the meals so I know exactly what we're having. I write out the grocery list for things that we still need. But within that meal planning session for dinners, I plan out breakfast. And my favorite thing to prep for breakfast is a frittata because mornings can be a little bit crazy for me because a lemon. <laughs> and I want to have as much time to myself as possible. And I don't want to start out the week feeling like, oh, I have to do all these things and I have to make breakfast. To me, I don't, I'm not someone who like loves cooking. So cooking can feel a little bit like a chore. So I like to just make a bunch at once and then just have it later. <laughs> I like to prep frittatas. Um, overnight oats are another good idea. Also having some things on hand, like maybe some yogurt, some homemade granola, some fruit. Uh, banana bread is great. You can have banana bread and eggs and sausage. Those are all great things to just have around and have prepped for breakfast. That way in the morning, you can just focus on me time, calm. My breakfast is already done and you don't have to think about that for the whole sinking week. So I also have a friend, an Instagram friend who makes amazing cookbooks. I have every single one of them and they're really like a no-brainer. They're only like $15. And she gave me a code for 10% off on all of them. Not that I use it. It's for you guys. Um, and I don't make commission on this. So this is, I'm telling you about this honestly, because I love all of her cookbooks. <laughs> you can find her on Instagram. I am Annika Nicole. I'll put her in the show notes. She has four cookbooks currently. One is Mediterranean-ish. It's called Metabolic. Another one is called Harvest. It's like fall and winter food. She has another one called Fusion, and I believe it's like Mexican and Asian food. Super, super good. And she just came out with another fall and winter one called Harvest. All so good. I love the frittatas in both of the fall ones. Um, Her granolas are good staples. A lot of good staples in there and like crockpot recipes. Uh, those can be a good resource when you're planning your breakfast and your dinners. So Another thing that can bring peace into your week is having your breakfast ready to go, having some snacks on hand, and having your dinners planned so that you can have a nice, warm, soothing meal in the evenings and you don't have to worry about where it's going to come from or if you have the stuff to make it happen. You don't have to use your brain power to try to plan it. It's already done for you. Another thing I want you to do is schedule me time every day. Not me, you, <laughs> you time, <laughs> schedule you time every day. So hopefully you can have a little bit of this in the morning and the evening. Everyone's schedule is a little bit different, but at least one of those times. And this is going to be successful for you if you have a routine, something that you can follow. So this might be like a series of stretches or listening to a calm podcast, or you have a book that you're reading. It could be simply just sitting and being and breathing, but being very intentional about that time. So if it's in the morning, 
no, don't get on your phone. If it's in the evening, no, don't use the TV. Don't go on TikTok. This is you time. And it's, it's just especially for you, even if it's just 10 minutes. So scheduling that every day can help bring you a lot of peace and calm you down. In addition to this me time every day, you should have something that you do every week that is just for you. Something that you do simply for the joy of doing it because this is your life. Your life. Your life. (laughs) I couldn't choose which word to emphasize because they're both so important. Your and the life. And you're probably relatively busy on the weekend. Um, But do you have anything that you do regularly just for you? And I'm not talking about a bubble bath or reading before bed. Those are nice things that you can do for yourself. But something that's like a legit part of your life, because if there isn't, that's something that needs to change because life wasn't meant for accomplishing or cleaning or cooking or working or driving the kids around. Those are things that need to happen and they're good things, but that's not what life was created for. Like, is there something that you want to learn more about? Is there a class you've been wanting to take? Is there something you've been wanting to try? Is there something you miss? Something you've been dreaming of? Because I beg you to schedule time for yourself to pursue this thing. It could be gardening. It could be taking, I don't know, some sort of activity class. It could be pottery. It could be painting. It could be, I don't know, photography. But something that it gives you something to look forward to and it's something to be giddy about and it lights you up and have that every single week. Another thing you can do to bring peace into your life is to schedule a cleaning day. Now, I don't know the size of your house. You know, maybe you rent a room, schedule a day to clean and tidy up because clutter So this doesn't have to do with cleaning necessary, but clutter just jumbles the brain and it is, it is proven to cause stress and kind of like that flurry feeling inside of you, uh, that anxious feeling. So getting rid of things you don't need uh, and having the house be clean can really help bring some peace into your life and knowing that you don't have to shove that into your schedule. Like, oh, let me cram it into Monday morning. Let me shove it into Wednesday afternoon. I'm going to try to clean the house as fast as I can. And no, just plan it, schedule it in there. So scheduling a cleaning day and throughout that process, kind of tidying things up and getting rid of things that are taking up space. You just don't need it because that space is going to allow you to think more clearly, to feel more peaceful, and to welcome things, not necessarily physical things, other things into your life that are going to serve you better. The last thing, last thing I want to talk about is falling off track. I want you to stop worrying about falling off track because there is no track to be on. There's no track. It's imaginary. This track that everyone keeps talking about, I don't even know what it is. I don't know what this track is. I use this term staying on track, falling off track, because it's something people can easily relate to. But honestly, you guys, when something is your life, you simply see what worked, what didn't, and you change. And that's life. 
And if you keep doing that, then you keep moving forward. There's no track. You create the track that you want. Okay. So just keeping that in mind when things don't go the way you expected, don't feel like, oh no, I fell off track because you get to create your own track. (laughs) There's no specific track. It's all just life. It's all just life. I talk about this a lot um, within, sometimes within personal training, more so within the life area, this cycle of change. And I probably talked about it a bit in other episodes that there are six steps within the cycle of change. And one of those steps, it's a legitimate step, is relapse. And relapse has kind of like this big, ominous, oh no feeling, but it just means you revert back to something you used to do. But it's not a matter of, oh, am I going to relapse? Am I going to revert back? No, it's a legitimate thing. It's it's a when, right? So when things don't go well, not if, when, when things don't go the way you expected, you take that as a learning opportunity and just see like, oh, I, I'm still on track. It's just that the track kind of went that direction. And now I'm going to learn how to go the other direction again, Right. Thank you to everyone who tuned into this episode of Fitness Beyond Aesthetics. If you enjoyed it and you want to spread the love, show your appreciation, leave me a review because it not only makes my heart swell with appreciation and feelings of being loved, it also helps my podcast grow and reach other people. I'm so glad you were able to catch this episode of Fitness Beyond Aesthetics. I hope that it helped bring more clarity to your life within the health and fitness world, and that in turn empowers you to keep moving forward. I don't believe we will ever have the answers to everything, but we can continue to learn and keep an open mind. If there's a topic you'd like to learn more about, please email me using the link in the show notes. If you'd like to explore different ways to work together, check out my website at estellecfitness.com. That's Estelle, my name, the letter C for my middle name, and the word fitness.com. If you want to get to know me better, I highly suggest following me on Instagram at Estelle C Fitness. I'd love it if you sent me a DM to connect, or if you just want to stalk me on there, that's fine too. Until next time, friend, have a lovely day.